Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here. And it is Sunday, so we are doing breaches of the week as always. And as always, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. And that would be Jay Dance, Barrett Peterson, Jacqueline Wolf, and Raj Patel. Guys, thank you very much. And if you have a tip for me, please send it my way. And I'll give you a shout out both here and on my nationally syndicated radio show. And let's get going because... This week in data breaches is nuts, just like every other uh, previous week has been. And I keep reporting on these, and you keep coming back, so thank you for that. But this week, geez, no different. So with that, let's start with a quick update from the Fortra Go Anywhere MFT uh, data breach. Companies are still reporting on that. If you're using the Fortra Go Anywhere MFT platform for your company, heads up to you. You may be caught up in this without knowing it. This week, FinTech FinTech banking platform Hatch Bank had to notify 140,000 of their customers that they are now caught up in this. Never a good thing. So heads up to you, Fortra Go Anywhere MFT customers. Moving on, let's talk about Veris Residential because on February 28th of this year, they filed a note of Data, data breach with Massachusetts's attorney general following a cybersecurity incident that leaked confidential consumer information based on their filing. What we are talking about is unauthorized party or parties gaining access to consumers' names, social security numbers, financial account information, and driver's license numbers. After confirming that the data was leaked, they began sending out data breach notification letters to all who were impacted. So heads up to you if you have anything to do with Veris Residential. Moving on. Let's talk about uh, uh, WVU or West Virginia University because on November 25th of last year, they uh, basically were notified that a website was set up in December of 2021, obviously a year and change ago, and that was used for software development containing WVU information, and that was inadvertently publicly accessible. On January 4th of this year, during the course of that investigation, it was discovered that a document containing a listing of patient file names was also inadvertently accessible on their website and downloaded by external parties. Now, according to them, no social security number, personal financial information, dates of birth, home addresses, account numbers, passwords, or any other information that could be involved for identity theft purposes was involved. That is a really good thing, assuming that is true, and I have no reason to doubt them. The unsecured information in that document was limited to the file uh, file name with the patient's first and last names and one of the following bits of information. The patient's medical test name, the patient's medical procedure or treatment name and the patient's potential exposure to a disease. So there you go. If you are using West Virginia University for your healthcare needs, heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about the Aloha Nursing Rehab Center. I'm guessing in the state of Hawaii. Just call it a hunch. Now, on February 24th of this year, Aloha Nursing Rehab, uh, just we'll call them Aloha, filed notice of data breach with the U.S. Department of Health and Services Office of Civil Rights after they learned that an unauthorized party had access electronic files containing confidential patient information from their network based on their filing. What we are talking about are patients' full names, dates of birth, social security, financial account information, driver's license or state identification numbers, and protected health information as well. They confirmed this data breach and Aloha sent out notifications to 20,216 individuals. So heads up if you have Aloha Nursing Rehab Center in your ecosystem. Moving on, let's head on over to, I'm assuming, Nevada, but it could be wrong here because we are talking about Crystal Bay Casino, wherever that is. On February 24th of this year, they filed a notice of uh, breach with multiple states, including Maine, Montana, and Massachusetts, after learning that an unauthorized party accessed files on their network, uh, basically containing confidential consumer information. 
information. What we are talking about here are names, social security, driver's license numbers. After confirming that this was uh, essentially leaked, they sent out uh, letters to 86,291 individuals. So heads up to you if you use Crystal Bay Casino for all your gambling needs. Moving on. Let's talk about another uh, third-party data breach audience view that seems to be hitting uh, universities and theaters and all that kind of stuff as they do, I believe, ticket sales or, or those kinds of things. And this week, Middlebury College had to uh, declare. So if you go to Middlebury College or go to events at Middlebury College, heads up, you may have been impacted by the audience view hit. Moving on, let's talk about British retail chain WH Smith. They just suffered a data breach that exposed information belonging to current and former employees. Now, the company's stated that the attack did not impact its trading business, customer data was not affected because that information is separately stored in another infrastructure and uh, was not accessed or could not be accessed on why, or, or by the attackers because they couldn't get to that side of the network. Now, the notification of London's stock exchange included very little details right now and the company did not share the nature of the incident, so it could be ransomware, insider threat, who knows. But heads up to you if you're a current or former employee of WH Smith, out of the United Kingdom. Moving on, let's talk about Dish Network, one of the largest providers here in the United States uh, of TV and internet services on February 28th. I think they're owned by AT&T now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so on February 28th, they filed a notice with the SEC reporting a cybersecurity incident may have comp uh, compromised confidential information in the company's possession. News of the Dish Network breach only recently surfaced and the company appears to be in the midst of an investigation. However, the SEC notice confirms that the incident involved a successful ransomware attack that resulted in certain information basically from the DISH network IT systems being compromised. So heads up to you if you're a DISH employee or customer, more information will probably be coming soon. And given how big DISH is here in the United States, uh, you know, heads up because I'm sure there are people watching or listening to this that use DISH for, for either TV or internet or something else. Moving on. Let's talk about Crum, <clears throat> excuse me, Crum and Foster, or Forster, excuse me, Crum and Forster. I have no idea what they do. They sound fancy, probably British, but they're here in the United States. On February 22nd, Crum and Forster, CNF, filed a notice of data breach with the Massachusetts Attorney General after uh, basically realizing an unauthorized third party was able to access confidential consumer information. What we are talking about are names and social security numbers, and after confirming that that was uh, indeed leaked, CNF sent out letters to those affected. I do not have a count, but heads up, if you use Crum and Forster for all your fancy British needs, I have no idea what they do. Law firm, accounting firm, take your pick. Moving on. Let's talk about Advanced Health Media because on February 24th, they filed a notice of breach uh, with the uh, Attorney General of Montana after learning that an unauthorized party basically got into their servers and uh, was able to access co confidential consumer information. We're talking names, addresses, social security numbers, and other identification numbers. After confirming uh, basically that this was leaked, they also sent out letters. I do not have that, that uh, number either, but heads up to Advanced Health Media uh, customers and employees. Moving on, let's head on down to Texas for the Department of Public Safety. And this is an awful one. The Department of Public Safety was basically duped into shipping at least 3,000 Texas driver's license to a Chinese organized crime group that was targeting or is targeting uh, Asian Texans. And that is according to DPS Director Steve McCraw talking to the Texas House Committee this past Monday from the Texas state government. Now, the organization was then selling these licenses obtained using personal information of Texas drivers to people in the country 
country illegally. In other words, they were basically filing for this information, and here we are. The fraudsters worked through the state's government portal, Texas.gov. The agency which discovered the scheme in December will begin notifying the victims that was sent out this week. The DPS chief uh, said that uh, odds are they're, they're going to let them know, probably have to change their driver's license numbers, all this kind of stuff. More victims are still being identified at this time. So that's obviously a huge thing. They're pulling scams and that would absolutely suck because imagine having your driver's license stolen and duplicated and then sent to somebody else who commits a crime and uh, boom, suddenly you're in the gun hairs or the, the, the crosshairs, if you will. And, and here we are, gun sites, what I meant to say. Moving on. Let's talk about a uh, large chicken chain here in the United States, Chick-fil-A. Now, Chick-fil-A um, has given an update on the data breach that they confirmed back in January, saying that the restaurant chain is taking the quote-unquote necessary efforts to protect its system and customers. After a thorough investigation, Chick-fil-A has said in a statement this past Friday that less than 2% of the members of the Chick-fil-A One loyalty program were impacted by this issue, and the company has contacted the affected customers. So heads up to you if you are part of the Chick-fil-A One one loyalty program or frequent Chick-fil-A, uh, you might want to check in if they haven't checked in with you. Moving on, let's talk about the U.S. Marshals Service. You might have seen the movies of Tommy Lee Jones chasing Harrison Ford, but this is what we're talking about here, U.S. Marshals. So they suffered a security breach over a week ago that compromised sensitive information, and this is according to multiple senior law enforcement officials talking to the press on Monday. Now, in their statement on Monday, U.S. Marshals Service spokesperson Drew Wade acknowledged this breach and talking to NBC News said, and I quote, the affected system contains law enforcement sensitive information, including returns from legal process, <clears throat> administrative information, and personally identifiable information pertaining to subjects of USMS investigations, third parties, and certain USMS employees. End quote. Obviously, that's a huge thing. If they're going after, let's say, fugitives or, uh, you know, they're escorting people into witness protection or whatever it is they do, if that information is out there, that is not good, especially if you've got people in witness protection that have, let's say, blown the whistle on you know, organized crime or whatever it is, those people need all the help they can get. Now, Wade also said that the incident occurred February 17th when the Marshal Service, quote, discovered a ransomware and data exfiltration event affecting the standalone USMS system, end quote. So hopefully the U.S. Marshals will get that under wraps. Hopefully they don't have to relocate anybody. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, pretty black eye for uh, one of the most interesting and important law enforcement agencies here in the United States. Moving on. Let's head on over to Austria and talk about Falkensteiner. This is a hotel chain in Central and Eastern Europe with hotels in Austria, Italy, Croatia, Slovakia, Serbia, and the Czech Republic. A researcher discovered an unprotected server storing personal information of a significant number of customers of Falkensteiner. Now, an analysis conducted by Sen, and that's Anurag Sen uh, who did this, showed that the exposed Falkensteiner customer data was associated with Gustavo. This is a company offering IT solutions for the hospital hospitality industry. And so that's obviously a huge issue. So if you've stayed at Falkensteiner or uh, you have any kind of dealing with Gustavo, you might want to check in at both places because here we are. Third-party data breaches are never fun, but that is usually like half of the list. Moving on, let's talk about uh, two Pierce County, Washington government agencies in Pierce Transit and Lakewood, Washington in that county. Uh, they've been the subject of ransomware attacks in the past three months, putting public data at risk. Russian-based uh, uh, ransomware group Lockbit claims to have stolen confidential data from Pierce Transit and about 300 gigabytes 
gigabytes of data from the city of Lockwood. Now, on uh, February 15th, Lockbit threatened to leak a huge portion of the confidential data in our hands, and quote, from Pierce Transit, including personal data of customers, contracts, postal correspondence, and non-disclosure agreements if the ransom was not paid uh, basically by Tuesday. That's according to information, uh, you know, uh, in the dark web that you can go see if you know where to go for Lockbit's leak site. I checked it out. Never fun. Moving on. And finally, and we've got a couple finalists for you today. This is actually an important one, uh, especially here in the United States, because this is honestly not good, especially for criminals, not cyber criminals, but like criminal criminals, uh, you know, in the real world, physical criminals. I don't know how else to describe it. But what we are talking about is gunauction.com. That's right. This is a website where you can buy and sell guns. It's pretty common here in the United States. But here's what happened. A breach exposed tons of sensitive personal data on more than 550,000 users, including full names, home addresses, email addresses, plain text passwords, meaning they were storing the passwords in plain text uh, so anybody could read it, and telephone numbers. Also, the stolen data allegedly makes it possible to link a particular person with the sale or purchase of a specific weapon, meaning... If that gets out there, and let's say I bought a firearm on gunauction.com, and let's say it's, I don't know, an AR-15, whatever it is, and criminals saying, you know what, we need to get these things. They could stake out my house. They've got my address. They know I just bought one of these things. And so by virtue of it, let's say I leave to go to work, they can break in, steal the weapon. So that's obviously a huge, huge issue. Now, at the end of last year, a security researcher who asked to remain, uh, remain anonymous discovered a server containing the data, which turned out to be used by a hacker or a group of hackers, a criminal, who were using this server to store stolen data. The server was not protected by any system to limit or control the data who could access it. So the researcher downloaded the data and analyzed it and sure enough gunauction.com is what came up so this is obviously a very huge thing it's a very serious one when the state of california had their gun registry breached uh, i want to say like six months ago or so maybe a year ago <laughs> these are all, these all get into a jumble it's why i keep really good notes on this um that was the same problem because you've got criminals or organized crime that could say oh we need to go basically steal a whole bunch of guns now you're going to see a rash of robberies stolen firearms that's a huge problem and so this is never good when we see gun gun uh, stores breached, uh, gun auction sites breached, firearm anything breached, to be perfectly honest with you. So if you've got firearms, make sure you're keeping them safe under lock and key. And if you've used gunauction.com for your firearm purchasing and selling needs, you definitely, definitely, definitely need to make sure that you are taking precautions because hopefully uh, nobody's coming after you. You never know. Moving on. Our other, finally, is uh, basically some information on states here in the United States regarding breaches from 2022. Uh, there has been some research done, and this is very, very interesting. I'm not going to go through the whole report here, but here are some of the highlights of basically the top states that get hit and just some information. Obviously, no state of the 50 states here are safe from data breaches, but some of the study results indicated that... And here's our first point. Three of the 10 worst data breaches of 2022 were against companies in California. Two of those three breaches happen to be against Twitter out of San Francisco. I've reported on all of those. That's obviously a huge thing. Now, despite being the nation's worst state for data breaches, uh, the state government of California, interestingly enough, spends less on cybersecurity than the states of New York, Texas, Florida, or even Maryland that has a population of just under 6 million. So that's a huge thing, especially for California that has something like 40, 50 million in their population. They are a massive state. Now, on top of this, in 2022, Florida had more than five times the number 
number of data breaches per 1,000 registered healthcare entities than any other state in the country. The worst healthcare data breaches indeed were in Florida. It recorded 4.73 breaches per 1,000 healthcare entities compared to New York's, for example, with a similar population of 1.15. I speculate that Florida is going to have vastly more healthcare infrastructure and entities because of the massive uh, population of elderly people there because everybody moves to Florida when they retire. Not everybody, but a lot of people move to Florida when they retire. Better climate than, you know, up north somewhere. So here we are. On top of this, Texas was the third worst state in the country for data breaches, despite having the highest state government budget for cybersecurity endeavors. Texas is spending $800 million to defend their state yet they are the third worst state. So the question then becomes, is government spending on cybersecurity effective? Now, according to this report, and this is interesting, the study suggests that a state government's investment in cybersecurity programs does not correlate with a reduction in the risk of data breaches in that state. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of separate entities uh, out there. Like if I'm running a private corporation, for example, in whatever state I'm in, uh, you know, the, the, it's not up to the state to defend me. I've got to spend to defend myself. But Texas committed uh, more to cybersecurity initiatives in 2021 than any other state, as I mentioned, with $800 million, And despite that, third in the nation uh, for the number of data breaches. Other states have taken a more proactive approach to their cybersecurity risk. After suffering a number of high-profile breaches, the state of Maryland committed more than $200 million to cybersecurity initiatives in 2022. And as I mentioned, that is more than the cybersecurity of investments of California and New York combined. That is absolutely crazy. And finally... A lack of transparency around data breaches is putting us, U.S. citizens, at risk. The study uh, basically revealed that certain states, New York, for example, do not maintain a public record of data breaches, even though they require companies to report them. That is astonishing to me because New York has the shield law, which is a pretty stringent law for cybersecurity. But they're not making it public, meaning I can't go like I could, let's say, for HIPAA compliance. I can go to the HHS portal um, and look up the companies that were breached this week in healthcare. You know, this is this is absolutely interesting. Now, according to the study author Aaron Wiseman, quote, this harms the residents of a state. If there are no transparent records of security incidents or data breaches supported by state laws, there is no straightforward way for individuals to be certain they haven't been impacted by a breach and take the necessary measures to protect themselves, end quote. On top of that, I would also say if I'm shopping around for a healthcare provider, I don't know, a car dealership, I want to buy a car from all of these... I should be able to look them up. Do they have data breaches and all of that? Now, a lot of companies uh, are reticent to do that. And maybe having that law would basically say a lot of companies are saying, I'm not going to, you know, declare a breach. I'll take the risk, et cetera, et cetera. And if they're caught, okay. But but so many of these go unreported overwhelmingly because people just don't want to deal. They don't want to have their reputations ruined, you know, organization-wise. Now, other states have had much better reporting systems. For data breaches such as Texas, uh, that basically public uh, public records all report breaches, including type of information that was compromised and the number of Texans affected. So it is out there. Uh, but again, one of the biggest problems I think we have, and I think what this really underscores, is we don't have a uniform approach to security. You know, and when you've got the most populous state uh, essentially in um, 
in uh, the United States, California, spending less than Maryland, which is nowhere near, uh, you know, the top 10, that's obviously a huge issue. And so when we're looking at this, I think we have a lot of work to do. I've talked about the recent uh, Biden administration pushes for cybersecurity, which overwhelmingly I am a fan of, despite the caveats. You can go watch that. I did an entire slide presentation on video on, on those key points, good and bad. But, but overarchingly, I think we are becoming more aware. We're moving forward in this stuff, but we have a long way to go. And so we'll see what happens here. Those were your breaches of the week. Again, another crazy week. Were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.